Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Today is the anniversary, of course, of Savita Halapanavar. And she will be remembered at a vigil in Dublin this evening. The vigil will take place outside the Dáil to remember Savita, who died of sepsis, you may remember, back in 2012 after being refused a termination of pregnancy at University Hospital Galway. Of course, that was the start of the whole debate, the whole conversation in Ireland for God knows how many years this conversation was going on. But certainly it ignited a bigger conversation about abortion and the rights for women to have an abortion in this country. Three years ago, of course, we had a referendum. Almost four years ago now, we had a referendum. Uh, and 67% of the population voted in favour. Uh, the vigil will mark the ninth anniversary of her desperately tragic death and wholly unnecessary death. And that is according, of course, to women's rights campaigners. And Alva Smith joins me on the line. Alva, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Well, it's lovely to hear the vigils on tonight to remember. I remember the vigils at the time, actually, and there were some yes. wonderful protests at the very start of all this. If I go back, because I was on the air, I remember the night, yes. I think. I, I'm trying to remember it was Irish Times actually broke the story about Savita, and I was on the air that night. We talked about it, and there were some wonderful vigils then over the, the course of the coming weeks after that as well, yes. uh, remembering yes. Savita. And what a tragic, tragic time that was, of course, for women and for women's rights. Well, absolutely. And I think you're so right when you were introducing this to... To, to point out that this was a completely unnecessary death. That young woman's life, um, she, that young woman uh, could be a, could be alive today, uh, you know. And as mm. uh, Dr. Peter Boylan pointed out, and we would never have heard of her. There was, so, and the problem was there was a complication around the wording and the language we used in this country, where we put, I suppose, many people who have, <clears throat> I suppose, Christian views on life, and 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 the people mm-hmm. are entitled to have their mm-hmm. views. But the language was concerning at the time because people didn't really understand what we weren't and were allowed to do because there was a fear that they could go to jail. Well, yes. And I mean, at that stage, certainly when um, when that tragic death of Savita occurred in, in 2012, the government had been uh, instructed by the European courts to clarify exactly what our very minimal legislation. Well, we didn't have any legislation really at the time. Mm-hmm. So we did immediately after that get a very minimal law which basically spelled out when a life could be saved. But of course, that was, you know, that was absolutely the bottom line, the minimum. And I think that those of us who had been uh, working on this issue, who had been fighting for the right to abortion specifically for decades, um, knew at that time that we really had to take more we really had to to address the major obstacle and and mm. remove the the uh, Eighth Amendment from the Constitution. And we did that, but it, it, took, is, I think it took a long time. It took thirty years to do that because we've t- had numerous thirty five. Yeah, we've had numerous <laughs> referendums in the past. You know, even well, yes, even every, down to the right of information. At one stage, if people don't remember, you couldn't even get information on going to the United Kingdom to have an abortion. No, you you couldn't get information. And in fact, uh, the referendum that we had in nineteen ninety two after the awful. X case situation that we had to vote to have the right to get information and we had to vote to have the right to travel and you know I always say to people and remind them that we were living in a democracy even back in 1992 Ireland was a democracy Mm. and people were having to vote in favour of their democratic rights I mean when you think about it now it's kind of it looks it, it feels as if it was out of the arc, 
so to speak. It was mm. a really, really, really bad situation. And of course, it did not improve very dramatically from 1992 up until 2018. I mean, what did change was that people's attitudes generally, and not only women's attitudes, as we saw from the, the result in the, the referendum, people's attitudes had become you know, much much more open, I think, and also people had a much greater understanding of what was I, happening. I think, I think it did for many people, even if some people who were pro-life before that, they may have said, well, okay, I may not agree morally with the idea of termination of pregnancy or abortion, but I don't have the right to decide for somebody else or I don't have the right to judge somebody else who wants to make a, a different uh, decision to mine. That was absolutely, I think, what, what certainly happened in the referendum. Um, and, and we did all make that appeal to people to say we absolutely understand and re- respect the different views that people hold on this issue. But ask yourself, do you have the right to the moral right or the, you know, basically, do you have the moral right to make a judgment on somebody else's decision? Mm-hmm. And there was a wonderful, there was a wonderful project called In Her Shoes, which... I do remember um, that, yes. Yeah. yeah, a young woman actually started quite independently on Facebook and hundreds and th- actually, I think thousands of women wrote in, told their stories. And it was simply about saying to people, Put yourself in her shoes. Absolutely. It's, it's it a cliche so my mother direct. used all the time. Walk a mile in my shoes. Yes. Well, yes. But that is so true, Nile. And it was about saying that to people, and it still is. And that's what we're saying today when we, you know, when we have this vigil to, uh, in a way, now, I know, want, to, sorry, sorry for hold on to I, that memory. Okay. No, but I just want to say to hold on to that memory that we're saying we have to never forget to walk in the shoes of another. You know, we always Absolutely. have to. Like your mum, hold on to that. Okay, now the other purpose of the vigil tonight as well is to highlight other problems. And the other problem, of course, is that you remain unconvinced of the wisdom of transferring the National Maternity Hospital to St. Vincent's site. Now, of course, everyone, mm-hmm. this has been huge controversy. Obviously, once again, because we're going down the road of Ireland being a Catholic country, and of course, yeah. that this particular site of St. Vincent's, that you can't understand how possibly we could have, I suppose, a neutral site or a neutral understanding of termination of pregnancy for maternity for women uh, when you have a site that is is essentially of Catholic ethos. And, yes. and that's going to be a problem. So where are we now in that situation, as far as you're concerned, Alba? Well, that's not very clear, as we know, because the government um, has, has, has not come out and made any clear statements on this of late. What they did set up was the controller and auditor general. They've requested that um, the controller and auditor general make a report on expenditure on the costs of the new hospital, which are estimated to be at 800 million. But they haven't actually made any other statement over the past several months with regard to what their thinking is about the hospital. What happened very recently was that the St. Vincent's Hospital Group themselves said, oh, look, you know, we're going to, um, we can offer a much longer lease until Mm -hmm. I think it's 295 years and we can have uh, a couple more governors uh, on the board. And uh, what do you think of that? In fact, the government didn't respond to that because it wasn't, um, it was not aware. The government seemed convinced that this can be fully secular. I know Peter Boyle was on the television the other night and he said he's not fully convinced that this can be secular. Of course it can't. I mean, the the St. Vincent Hospital Group uh, is still, by the way, technically owned by the Religious Sisters of Charity. So while... And much was made of the fact that they would be handing this over. That has not yet happened. So 
the, the wheels of the Catholic Church and its system grind exceeding slow, let me put it that way to, to start with. And secondly, the successor organisation to the Religious Sisters of Charity is undoubtedly um, uh, an organisation with or, or a group with the Catholic, a very strong Catholic ethos. So what you're looking at is a hospital and a hospital a group of hospitals which ha- is effectively Catholic controlled and Catholic governed and it just seems um, which is why I think the, we make the link with Savita's um, mm-hmm. with Savita's death you know it, it just seems I, I, completely crazy I, 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 but I do want to point out I do want to point out to be fair we have had Catholic maternity hospitals in this country for many years and in Ireland has a very good record when it comes to the you know birth uh, births for women in this country and the safety of women in this country generally speaking obviously there's always been this thorn in the side in this one issue and well, in 2018 that's come across but, but, but no I was what I wanted to say is but you're not happy that of the assurances listen, that any independence will be given at the moment something like 11 of our 19 maternity hospital stroke units are not offering the full range of abortion services. And we know from the research which has been done at the moment that once uh, women are out of the primary care system with their GP and are into the hospital system, that things become very much more difficult. Accessing an abortion is problematic. So let's not actually assume that... uh, And why are they refusing those? Why are they refusing those services? Oh, well, there are all kinds of reasons which are put forward which have to do with Conscientious objection, is it? Well, conscientious objection is people are entitled to object conscientiously, but and this may have been, you know, used in some cases but not that I'm aware of. It mm-hmm. tends to be much more. We don't have the facilities. We're very busy. Um, we schedule just. We schedule it after the weekend when it's actually too late because the gestational period it's gone past twelve weeks. Yes, and so on and so forth. So there are all kinds of obstructions and problems and delays, and we don't have the scanner, and we haven't got the equipment, and we haven't got staff, and everybody. So all of this actually adds up to the fact that there were very, very, very few. Um, abortions carried out in this country after 12 weeks, even though the terms under which they are legal are quite specific in the law. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we still had 343, I think it is, women travelling to Britain in those circumstances. So that's absolutely Th- not Those 343, would they be travelling after the 12 week, uh, under 22, two weeks and after the 12 weeks? Would they be those? Uh, that, that, yes, those basically, yes. I mean, okay. there may have been a couple who were before that for one reason or another, but basically, absolutely, yes. yes. And I mean, the, the problem is that whatever our law says, that there is still, you know, a Catholic culture um, and a Catholic cultural ethos in so many of our hospitals. And people on the ground working, you know, frontline staff working in, in the hospitals will actually tell you that. So but quite apart from that, um, a, a hospital which is Catholic controlled can at any time, of course, say, no, we simply do not permit abortion. We do not permit uh, various kinds of fertility treatment. We do not permit sexual gender re- uh, gender reassignment treatments and so on and so forth. And it seems to me that what we have to be saying very clearly to the government and to the state generally, look, if we're spending 800 million plus on a new maternity hospital. You want to make sure there's no bias. Absolutely. Well, absolutely.
exactly. Okay, and so basically what you're asking is... Time, okay, you time. want confirmation that the expenditure will not be considered to bind the state to any contractual arrangement and uh, that they're not looking for or are not looking at a situation whereby well, uh, the sunk cost fallacy approach will force continuation of the works our, at LR. Our, our, our hashtag says it all. Mm. We keep saying public and secular. Uh, you know, Christian doctrine, Catholic Christian doctrine should have absolutely no role in healthcare. It should be secular. Absolutely. End of story. And whether that's reproductive healthcare or any other kind of healthcare, end of life, for example, mm-hmm. it should be public and secular. And when public money, the public purse, is being very generously extended in this way, it isn't taxpayers' money. You know, it's money which which we, we've all gone out and, and earned and scrabbled and paid to the state. We cannot take those kinds of risks. We absolutely can't. We have a right to have. Okay, and you want to, you want to make sure that's ironclad before that money obviously is spent. And okay, so people can go tonight if they want to support your campaign. Please, yes, and okay. if they can't come, just with the light a little candle or you know turn their phone on the light on their phone on to pay their respects to that. Or hashtag. I'm assuming woman. there's a hashtag. Hashtag. But uh, well, hashtag is. Um, uh, I think it's just, uh, gosh, I, I am now going to collapse. I have hashtag secular public in my head. Okay, I get, well, I get asking my producer to find it. Don't worry, and, we, and we'll tweet please, it in a few please. minutes, okay? Thank, so, thank okay. you, Niall. Okay, so thank. the campaign, it's called the Campaign Against uh, Church Ownership of Women's Healthcare, and the group will gather outside the doll this evening at half past five. If you're heading yes. by, even if you can't stop, toot your horn or something like that. Exactly, if you want. exactly. Right. Thanks so much. All right, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air. There's campaigner Alva Smith. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.